Good evening. Good evening, everyone, especially to my faithful audience. Happy New Year. <laughs> Imagine it's, it's um, a month and 15 days and I'm saying Happy New Year to all. It's, it's, it's not good. Honestly, I, 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 I admit it. I'm so conscious that it's not good to know that you have audience and um, have them hanging in for so long but i i just want to apologize for that um sometimes you know um we may not say everything that is happening in our lives but um sometimes there's situation beyond our control so i just want to apologize again for the long break in between the episodes not that i don't care about you guys but it's just circumstances you know and when things happen, you know, you have to take care of things first. You know, sometimes I wish I have a co-host, but not everyone is created to do what I choose to do. Um, I want to say shout out, uh, sincere sympathy. Um, shout out in the form of sincere sympathy to those of you who lost loved ones. Um, jobless, homeless. And even those who are feeling hopeless in this global pandemic, you know, everyone is facing this dilemma and, um, you know, you could, you could accept it and receive it and move on with your life. Some people are depressed and anxious and just do not know how to get along with the, with the changes. You know, I pray and trust that God will strengthen you all in every area of your life mentally physically emotionally and spiritually i'm a big believer in the word of god and that's what keeps me going day by day you know i get up in the morning i have my devotion first thing in the morning i pray i read my bible before i start the day and it, it just give me um energy and it give me um, a positive attitude a sense of gratitude to know that you know i i didn't have to make it but god kept me through the night to see another day so i'm always thankful that i'm i'm alive and i live by his promises as he reminds us in jeremiah 29 11 it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for your welfare and not for evil to give us a future and a hope not only me to give us a future and a hope isn't this an awesome promise confirming how much we are important to god we are his handmaid we are his father you know we 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 we, we say the our father prior but sometimes we don't even know what we says because we say our father on Monday and then the rest of the days during the week we, we, we live like an orphan, which doesn't show any faith and, and, and trust in God that he's, he's a man at his words. You know, we are living in such a sinful world and so we will encounter many trials and temptations along the way. But again, he promises us that he will never, he will never give us more than we can bear. And his strength, he's made perfect in our weakness. Um, I don't know for many of you, if you read your Bible or familiar with stories, but I remember Paul with a thorn in his flesh and he had asked God three times 
to remove the thorn from his flesh. And God did not remove it. You know, he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And sometimes we go through tribulation. We go through trials and situation in our life. We prayed about it. We asked God to remove it. But sometimes if it's to, to honor and to glorify his name, he will not move it. Sometimes the situation is to draw others closer to him, you know, for us to have a testimony to let others know of who God is. And so that's why sometimes we prayed. There's three answers could be yes, it could be no, or it could be wait. So um, for Paul answer in his circumstances was no, because God allowed it to happen that way. You know, he said his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Amen. I'm not preaching, but I just want to share um, the word and, and, and what really keeps me going, you know, with my own, own situation. The purpose of this podcast, though, is to reach those people out there who might be struggling with some kind of mental issues and afraid to get the help, you know, to seek the help that they need. There are those who might not be afraid, but just don't know where and how to go about getting the help that's needed. Quoting, quoting from a psychiatrist, he stated that the number one cause of mental illness is ignorance and shame. But I trust that as I share both live and learn experience of my own mental journey, it will encourage someone that needs to hear it. This, this is the whole idea of me making myself transparent and vulnerable. And I understand not everybody cut out to do this thing, but um, you know, when you're when you choose to be in the spotlight, you have to be transparent, you have to be vulnerable, willing to share your own journey and your own experience. Just as a reminder, though, I'm not a clinician. I'm not a clinician. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm just sharing. I'm here sharing um, some of the things that I've learned and experienced. Neither do I give advice. You know, I just I just be here as a peer um, to support anyone who in needs of any any help. The mental health movement has exposed me to a lot of different programs and privileges. For me, um, I was introduced a couple weeks ago to participate in a, in a program. Um, it, it was a day I received an email, an email invitation in my inbox to join a virtual screening of Bedlam. It's a future-length documentary focusing on a national crisis surrounding care of people with mental illness. It was very much uncomfortable to, re to you know, just to watch what these people go through, what they've been through. However, this is just one of the ways to solve the problems. If you don't know a situation, if you don't have the knowledge of something, then you wouldn't be able to share it or to offer um, information. So sometimes sitting in our discomfort is, is, is better before we get into our comfortable zone. You know, sitting in our discomfort before we get into our comfortable zone. The film was basically showing what 
takes place in a psychiatric emergency room and jail where these mentally ill patients would lock away and mistreated. NAMI is only one of the many organizations that support these causes, focusing mainly on advocating for proper housing facilities, education, and employment for those consumers. Sometimes all these consumers needed is a listening ear and to be directed to the right place or the right organization. You know, they need their voice to be heard. They need someone to advocate for them, to, to reach someone who um, will listen, you know, because sometimes um, the shame and the stigma, you know, um, cause people who are dealing with certain mental issues for their voice not to be heard. It's like they are nothing. You know, they look down on, they criticize, they call all sort of names, which is wrong. They are humans. You know, they're just different. They just have different unique ways about them. You know, people just don't get up and say, oh, I want to be this person. I want to be a person with a stigma. No, things happen to them. That's why they taught us um, in class, don't ask people what is wrong with them. When someone in, in a situation like this, you don't just ask what's wrong with you. Then it's like, you, you, you know, you... Um, Telling the person, oh, it's their fault for what they are going through. Now, you, the proper wording is to ask them, what happened to you? And then they, you know, if they're willing to share, they will share what happened to them, what takes place, you know? So it's, it's, it's good advice to just to um, direct them, you know, listen. Listen is a, is a, is a skill that a lot of us don't use but it's very important to listen listen to what people have to say and direct them to the right place or the right organization that would help them with whatsoever situation they're in <clears throat> recently i was reading an article from an american journal of psychology or psychiatry and where this individual shares experience with uh a panic attack so um, the title for today I apologize for not sharing it at the head you know I'm just focusing on and panic attacks and the, the, um, the ways and the method to cope the coping methods to deal with a panic attack so this guy he started off by sharing his own experience of having a panic attack he said I was overcome by suffocating sense of dread that started gradually built up. I started hyperventilating and my heart began pounding so hard that it felt like it would explode out of my chest. The world started spinning out of control. My hands were clutching the steering wheel so tight my fingers become numb. I thought, Oh my God, I need to get out of here. This isn't safe. There was a sense of unreality and impeding doom. It felt like the end of the world. This is just one person's experience compared to the many panic attack sufferers. When I experienced a panic attack, it started off with thoughts followed by a surge of electric shock. And this is my personal experience I'm sharing here. 
Um, yes, it start off with a thought and then a feeling, an electrical, um, just like a, a, a shock going through my body, which sometimes lasts for a couple of seconds. Then after that, it follows up with headaches, dizziness, feelings of hopelessness, you know, overshadowing me and brain fog. I'll just, I just um, pause here for a second. I'll pause here for a second. So the, the main goal of sharing this information is for audience listeners who might know a friend or, or they themselves, you know, I, I have, um, consistent um, um, members who been consistent in listening to these um, episodes and you yourself might be having some kind of experience, some mental experience, especially in this time where a lot of people are so isolated and stuck away in their homes, you know, and can't see their friends or socialize, hang out, go to parties, dinner and things like those. You know, you may need this information also as well as you can share it with friends or family members who probably experiencing these symptoms and don't really know what is it or what action to take you know um, sometimes we face with situations and um, we don't know what to do you know and I wish in my time when I um, have my postpartum depression I wish I have someone you know to encourage me and to and to teach me or to educate me on these symptoms that I was experiencing I didn't know exactly what it is I thought I was dying or I thought I have a having a heart attack so um, I'm just sharing so you can share also with someone who probably you know need to hear this don't think you are alone in this so, you know, there's many people who are experiencing these panic attacks or anxiety attacks in their lives and um, they keep it quiet. And sometimes it's not good to keep it quiet because after a while it takes so much effect of your body and cause other illnesses in your body. So it's best to, you know, seek help, seek professional help. You know, I'm just suggest. Just, it's just a suggestion to seek professional help. Um, the National Institute of Mental Health estimate that about five percent, five percent of adults in the U.S. will experience a panic disorder at least once in their life. Mm. Some symptoms of panic attack are racing heart, sweating. You know, sweating of the hands shaking um, like you're trembling short of breath like you know you're out of breath chest pain a sensation of suffocating nausea dizziness numbness or chills or even hot or cold flashes these symptoms can be easily mistaken for more serious conditions such as a heart attack um, I heard, you know, a lot of people end up in the ER because they didn't know what was really happening to them. They thought they were really having a heart attack and they end up in the um, emergency room. Whereby, if you familiarize yourself with these things and know your situation, know yourself, then it would save you a trip to the hospital. It would save you a trip to the emergency room. 
it's good when you know your triggers you know even though these episodes sorry are are sometimes unpredictable you never know when it will come on sometimes you'll probably on the street at the bus stop in a crowded room or a meeting you know i remember for me one time i was in a church meeting and all of a sudden i have this surge this rush and i have to excuse myself go to the bathroom and take a deep breath deep breathing you know to relieve me from this and it's not something that really lasts long so you know it's unpredictable but at the same time you can know the what triggers you to that point a panic attack could sometimes cause fear high stress could cause from fear high stress illness sometimes simple fearing a panic attack itself you know fearing up having a panic attack could give you a panic attack <laughs> it sounds crazy but it's true and it makes sense um some of our sufferers may describe these experiences as an out of body experience many studies showed that about 25% of people who showed up in an er as i said earlier mistaken a panic attack for a heart attack This is why it's very very important for us to have our annual checkups with our doctors just to make sure you know these symptoms are nothing medical you know because sometimes you you you, you want to make sure you don't want to just say okay uh, I'm going through um something mental when um the truth of the fact is you're having some medical issues that need to be addressed that causing these these symptoms Panic attack is treatable. Yes it is. Panic attack is treat is a treatable condition. I use deep breathing and meditation to combat my symptoms. However, it all depends. It doesn't work all the time. I have to be honest. It doesn't really it depends on the circumstances and the situation. You know, it will works. Um connective con- connective behavioral therapy is recommended by professionals. Not every recommendation works for everyone though. So it it's better to find something in your home that works best for you, you know, to calm you down. You know, everybody's circumstances is different. So what works for me may not work for you. And that's why it's important to know yourself. make yourself knowledgeable of the things that is happening i find calm in cooking you know cooking healthy dishes i'm very health conscious so i you know i enjoy cooking making different recipe you know cleaning and while i'm cleaning i love when i'm cleaning i have my music on you know it keeps me moving it keeps me going so while listening to some good music um you know that probably matched the mood at the time um and you know a little bit of everything you know i i switch up i listen to spotify or on alexa i just you know switch up my music some clean reggae probably you know r&b souls um jazz country and western i love country and western music i love it it put me in a different uh, mindset in a different in a different mood um you know and of course my gospel music i enjoy my gospel music as well 
Um, according to researchers, you know, they suggested, um, uh, they suggested it's helpful to acknowledge a panic attack. Um, fighting the uncomfortable feelings will not lessen the impact. You know, sometimes, you know, when these feelings come on, we want to ignore it. We want to resist it, but it's bad. You know, you can't resist it. You just have to acknowledge what is going on. Be, be in the moment, being mindful. Um, check with yourself to see what really caused this. Instead, instead, try to stay in the present moment and tell yourself, okay, you know, I got this. You know, sometimes you have to um, talk with yourself, talk to yourself. Um, older folks said um, it's not good to answer, <laughs> but you, you're not answering here. You, um, you know, you're affirming that. Okay, I, I understand. I get you. I, I get your anxiety. You know, and when you challenge these catastrophic thoughts, you take away their intensity and power. So think about it. Think about it, audience, that when you're faced with these, you know, trying situation and circumstances and you feel like you're not going to make it and your back is against the wall and the door is shut and there's no way out, you know, you know, when you when you stand firm and face these challenges, you know, it gives you more power, you know, it builds up um, intensity and power against it. You know, so I, I hope I hope someone find this episode helpful. You know, as I take the time out, it's um it's twelve oh eight, you know, Eastern Standard Time in New York where I'm at. You know, it's um actually a new day. It's February the sixteenth. So it's one month and sixteen days already since the year has started. And this is my first episode. I wish I could do it more often or, you know, give you a heads up when. But based on my own circumstances, sometimes I'm so overwhelmed and exhausted with all that I have going on in my life. But um, it's okay. I love this. I love to share. You know, they said sharing is caring. So with me sharing these information um you know to make it clear that i'm not giving advice to prevent anyone from going to the hospital or going to their doctor's visit i'm only sharing hope i'm only sharing what i experience and some other informations that come from um a mental health organization so um take care of yourself and i hope you find it helpful and I just want to say until then, until then, you know, this is your host, Sonia Daly, saying goodbye. On another episode, a pair is here. See you soon. Take care. Love your audience. Bye.